FOMO. My name is Patrick J. McGinnis, and I'm a FOMO sapiens. And since you're here, I'm going to bet that you are too. And when you're like us and Monday comes around, you don't dread the new week. No, you wake up every Monday morning knowing that this week might just be the best one yet. This is Faux Monday, the snackable show that starts your week right with hot takes, life hacks, listener mail, and even some FOMO therapy. Hey everybody, welcome back to Faux Monday, the companion show to FOMO Sapiens, which of course will drop a full episode on Thursday. But until then, happy Faux Monday best day of the week. I'm your host, Patrick McGinnis, venture capitalist by day, author and podcaster by night, and FOMO Sapiens 24-7. Now, if you listen in on Thursday, we talked to the creative team behind the movie, What Breaks the Ice, about making a movie, which, by the way, if you listened and if you haven't, go listen to it. It's a whole thing. I mean, <laughs> it's like, wow. It's hard. And I wanted to talk today about investing in a creative project because the reason why I had the team on is because a friend of mine actually invested in the film and told me about it. And I was super interested and watched it and was like, I just wanted to understand what it's like to make a movie. And I also have done my own creative project. I invested in a play and I learned a lot in the process. I actually invested in a play version of the book and movie, The Last King of Scotland. You might remember the movie had Forrest Whitaker playing Idi Amin, the uh, leader, dictator, call it what you want, of Uganda. And I saw that film when it came out. And I loved that film so much that I went straight to Barnes & Noble and bought the book and read the book by Giles Foden. That was the, the inspiration for the movie. And then one day I had the opportunity to invest. And so I want to tell a little bit about how that happened, but then really explain kind of what I think are the right ways to think about making an investment in a creative project. But before we get there, I want to tell you guys something exciting. I just dropped my first ever course on LinkedIn. And this course is called Navigating FOMO in the Workplace. And I worked really hard on it. It's 30 minutes. It's a video course. I made it together with LinkedIn. They produced it actually. It was all done remotely. They were like on the other side of these cameras. They sent me all these cameras and things. Three big, I think it was five big boxes of stuff that I had to set up in my apartment and they controlled everything remotely, including the teleprompter and we recorded it back in October and now it's out and it is just really cool. And so go to LinkedIn Learning, type my name or type Navigating FOMO, Fear of Missing Out in the Workplace. Check it out. Let me know what you think. I would love to know what you think of the course. All right, and now let's get back to the topic at hand. So I never planned on investing in a play. It was not in the life plan, as it were. But one day, my old literary agent, Mildred, who was based in England and had moved more from books into doing actors and dancers. And if you're in the UK, she represented a bunch of people on Strictly Come Dancing, which is kind of like Dancing with the Stars over there. And so that was her world. And she said, listen, I want to introduce you to a, a producer because I'm talking to him about some projects for my clients and I want to understand better how the economics of these shows work so that I can better advocate for my clients. Would you talk to this guy, Adam? I said, sure. So I get on the phone with him, super nice guy. Actually, it was a Zoom, even back then, or a Skype. And we end up talking and he's pitching me on these ideas. And so he says, the first thing he says is, well, do you want to invest in the Wedding Singer UK tour? And I was like, not really because I don't, I've never seen it and frankly have no emotional connection with that piece of work. And then he said, how about I'm actually producing The Last King of Scotland? And I have to say, as I said, I love that 
I love that work. And so immediately I was taken and I was like, tell me more about it. And he explained how it worked and how the investment would work. Basically, we're funding the purchase of the rights from the author. And then we would fund the development of a script from a, from a writer. And then eventually we would take it to a theater to have it produced. And if we were lucky and things went well, it would go to the West End and then it would go to America and we'd all make tons of money. Now... <laughs> It's not like that in real life. Not that it, we didn't do all the right things, but it's just, it's so hard. And in fact, it takes longer than you think. And there are all these unforeseen challenges, like, for example, a pandemic that make it really hard. And so at the end of the day, it did happen, actually. They found a great writer. They made a script. We opened in Sheffield at the Sheffield Crucible, which is a really great theater, in October of 2019. And we had this amazing star, Daniel Portman, who played Podrick Payne on Game of Thrones. He was the star of the play and he was really good. And, you know, it could have very well continued, but then pandemic. So it still goes on. And in fact, I think, you know, there's a real opportunity for the show, but it's just, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. And so I learned a lot about investing and I have to say that there, you know, I, I was a positive experience, but I can tell you one thing. Had I just said yes to the Wedding Singer UK tour, which by the way, paid off, you know, immediately and did really, really well and was commercially highly popular versus investing in something that was more prestige, I probably would have made my money back a lot faster. That is just the reality of this business. You can't know. And there are some things that are commercially bankable where some things are a little bit harder to monetize, right? But that was one of the things I learned at the end of the day. So here is my advice for how to actually invest in a creative project. FOMO. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, or delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you improve efficiency by bringing all major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. And with rising prices everywhere you look, you got to do the math and save money. Good news. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. So head over to NetSuite.com slash FOMO. That's NetSuite.com slash FOMO. NetSuite.com slash FOMO. FOMO. All right. Number one, advice for investing in a creative project. You got to love the work. As I mentioned before, had I invested in the Wedding Singer UK Tour, probably would have been a better financial decision, but... You know, part of doing these investments is because you just love, you love the work and it's fun and it's interesting and it's just sort of like interacting with content that you love. And, you know, there is some like braggadocious value to it. Like you're at the dinner party and you're talking about your investment in the play. I know that sounds ridiculous. It's no reason to invest, but it is a fringe benefit. And so I wouldn't have been that excited to tell people that I was investing in the Wedding Singer UK. I'm going to be honest, no offense to the Wedding Singer, but you know, Last King of Scotland, like I think that's a really beautiful, important book that I have read multiple times and I love the film. And so I just felt connected with that. So I wanted to be part of it. And it's kind of like buying art. I think when you buy art, you buy art because you like it, right? You hang it on your wall. You want to live with it. And if it makes money and it becomes successful, even better. I think when you're thinking about a creative project, you know, that connection that you have 
with the work is super important. Number two, that said, you do need to understand the nature of the industry and the timing. Because one thing I've learned about, you know, the, the sort of world of showbiz and all that sort of stuff is things take forever. Like I'm used to the startup world where, you know, you build a business and you either succeed or fail. You know, it's not overnight, let's say, but you get a sense of where things are going reasonably quickly in a lot of cases. In the creative world, there's like all this sort of like creative stuff. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but it's like you're writing a play and then it's like, okay, well, now we got to test it out on an audience and there's a, a table read and then critics and there's artists and their temperaments. You got to find actors and actors are attached to projects. You have to wait till they're free and all this, finding a director, all these, these sort of these these elements that take a lot of time to bring together. And of course, telling a, a, a writer, you know, you got to write a script. You can't just say, well, get it to me next week, right? This is a process. And so figuring out the right approach and then workshopping it and then getting a theater, just everything takes time. And I did not appreciate that. I will tell you, I had no clue. And so now that I know that, <laughs> I just, I would advise anybody getting involved with the creative project to understand the timing because that's a big part of the due diligence. And then, you know, think about the risks and the opportunities and how you can participate and add value because the more that you learn about something, of course, the more you can potentially see how you can help the thing to succeed. Now, number three, I think it's fun to do these things in a group. So one thing that I did when I decided to invest is I thought of three friends who love this book, love this movie, and I thought would enjoy investing and would enjoy the, sort of the, all the perks of being part of a creative project, which we'll get into next. That's number four. But number three is, is just do it with your friends. And so I brought in a couple of my friends and the the team, Adam and team, pitched my friends and they were all super impressed because Adam is amazing and the, the, the whole project was very well thought out. And so they invested alongside me and we just really had a lot of fun doing it together. And it was a great way for us to learn together and build a relationship with this team so that we could potentially invest in future projects. You know, if the wedding singer tour comes back, call me. And so I just think it's always nice when you're doing something that isn't purely, you know, economic, but has a sort of another element, a psychological element uh, that you you also bring in people who who kind of value that in the same way you do so that you can have fun together and you can make it sort of a, a, almost like a, a club or a project or or another sort of extracurricular in your life that you do with friends so you can spend more time, quality time with them. Tudo bem, meus queridos fomos sapiens. Now that right there was Portuguese. And as you know, I love speaking foreign languages, but I'm not alone. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off that list with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Now, FOMO Sapiens, you know I speak four languages, and it takes work to stay on top of them, especially with French. C'est difficile. But with Babbel, I'm able to practice practical conversations that I can actually use in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com FOMO. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com FOMO. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash FOMO. Rules and restrictions may apply. Next, number four, this is my favorite one. Do all the fun stuff. So you could just invest in a play and then, you know, maybe show up to the opening. But, you know, Patrick McGinnis, you know, you guys know me. I love to get involved in stuff. So I would 
go meet with Adam and his team. Every time I went to London, Dan, who was his partner, uh, a production partner, we would get together and we would just talk about it. Like, how's it going? And explain this to me and teach me your ways, right? Like teach me all the things that I should know about doing a project like this. So I learned a ton from those guys and that made it really fun. Number two, I got to know Giles Foden, who wrote the book, The Last King of Scotland. And he is an amazing, amazing guy. I just read his new book, Freight Dogs, by the way. I highly recommend you read it. It's, it's out. And just like got to hang out with him, have lunch with him. And we emailed, we had dinner in New York. And he's just like a super amazing human being. And I just love spending time with him and becoming friendly with him. And, and just, you know, it's, it's sort of like when you love a piece of work like that, and then you get to meet the person who created it and, and build a friendship with that person, it's extremely enriching. And then of course I went to the opening of the play over in Sheffield. I met Daniel Portman of good old Potter Payne, went to the opening night, went to the party, you know, all, all the stuff. And so like just doing those things and with friends and, and being part of it and just seeing the the investment you've made that you've been sort of following all this time, being able to sort of just see it come to life is really cool. I had been able to read some versions of the script. I remember Adam sent me a copy of the script and I was in actually in Morocco for work. And so I read it in an Uber from Casablanca to uh, Rabat one night. And it was so cool. I just felt like, wow, this is really happening. So just to see it come to life and then read the reviews in the paper the next day, it was, it was really cool. And finally, do be realistic about the returns. Now you can make money in theater. And in fact, I think I will in the long run do very well on Last King of Scotland because it's a it's a property that has long-term opportunity. It's universal. And now that we're in a post-COVID world, you know, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna hit it hard. But also recognize that in creative projects like a film or theater or something artistic, that part of the return, of course, there's a financial return. You don't want to lose money, obviously. But there is a psychological return. It's about being involved in building something you believe in, meeting new people, learning, being able to just sort of get yourself into a new industry and and maybe get involved in projects that are exciting to you or maybe even eventually hatching your own project. That's the kind of stuff. So I think that going in, recognizing that the returns are both financial and they're also emotional, psychological, and that maybe the financial return isn't as good as some of the things you might do when you're you know, buying a stock out there because there's a lot more uncertainty and it takes more time. But that, that return on investment, actually, it's completely different and it's very, very nice, actually. And so knowing that on your way in makes it... I think it's easier to sort of think about how to fit this in within your portfolio and within the rest of your life. All right. So that is my advice. I hope it's helpful. I hope you are looking at projects like that. And if you are, reach out. I'd love to hear about it. If you want to talk about it, you got questions, just hit me up. You can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and of course on email at letsconnect at patrickmcginnis.com. All right, everybody. Hope you have a creative week. I will see you on Thursday for another episode of FOMO Sapiens. FOMO. If you like today's show, please be sure to rate it and recommend it to your friends. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis, on Twitter at PJ McGinnis, and on the web at FOMOSapiens.com or PatrickMcGinnis.com, where you can get all kinds of free resources to live a more decisive and entrepreneurial life. FOMO. Want more FOMO Sapiens and FOMO Monday? Head over to FOMOSapiens.com where you can listen to past episodes, learn more about the show, and find out how to advertise. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Patrick J. McGinnis and on Twitter at PJ McGinnis.